and boom goes the dynamite. Welcome to episode 48 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWOM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight is Paul Sebastian. Paul, how you doing, my man? Oh, Jeff, I'm so great. I just put our brand new 24-hour only t-shirt that's <laughs> like a green arrow, but like an old green arrow, and uh, but not the Stephen Amell one for licensing issues. It's up now. Is it, 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 does it have like somebody who's totally not speedy yes, <laughs> shooting at, up at, junk? Yes, <laughs> at www.boomgoesthedynamite.ca.iran. Uh, you, can, you can hit us up there. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we're going to be uh, making more references to this as time goes on because... We uh, love t-shirts. It's just a t-shirt store, brother. We're, I mean, we have a podcast about a t-shirt company. What do you expect? A <laughs> uh, bit of biz. To, it, it's good to laugh after the day we... And the week and the, the, the month, uh, the it's year. It's been just the... a whole day full of bad news. It started when we woke up, and we should mention at the passing of one... Uh, Road Warrior oh, yes. animal, Joe, Joe Laurinaitis. Yep, I I, I, Which, I wrote it. I wrote about him a little bit on the new on my New Japan blog, strongsawsword.tumblr.com this morning. Regardless of what I know and what I've heard about Joe Laurinaitis, the man, Joe Laurinaitis, the entertainer, and a Road Warrior animal, the wrestler, uh, was a character that had a lot of influence on me as a wrestling fan, and uh, a guy who, by all accounts from wrestlers, gave a lot to the business. So rest in peace to Joe Laurinaitis. You know, I. I Honestly, I have not heard very many stories, and I, this is not an invitation to start sending me them either. Um, yeah, I don't. But, I don't want to uh, uh, blow up the spot of some a person I have some information from, but I have a little information. Okay, well, I, I, I'm just, you know, I, I, at this point, we we really should not be anything close to surprised. So it's okay. I just hope that Joe Laurinaitis is uh, in the true heaven with Allah. Uh, peace be and, and glory be to Allah for uh, Road Warrior Animal. God. Wow. As I know he would have wanted. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> right. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, well, you know, and, 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 you know, just the general state of the world and, and, and everything. Else. I mean, yeah. 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 You know, we, we may not even be allowed to, 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 to podcast here. We are. Within, I mean, we're already here. Six so. Well, yeah, I mean, within six months, we, we may not even be allowed to podcast. Where they will never take our freedom to podcast. That's that's when I will go libertarian. Once they start, I'll be I'll become a free speech guy when they start taking away podcasts. That's when that's when you're gonna get me in. I'll be uh, I'll be like retweeting Dave Rubin and shit. Oh, God. D- don't, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Get back to Chicago immediately. <laughs> you, seriously, you're losing it down there. Let me tell you guys about Marjorie Taylor Greene. No. I'm, uh, no. <laughs> no, dude, I, I'm gonna have to fucking vote for John Osoff down here. Like that's, that's what that's what I'm working with. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about vote him. by Osoff. I, I don't um, know. Well, he's a he's a loser. He ate shit in a special election in 2017. Um, he's eating shit, and he's like a Pod Save America guy. He's like a he's like a Pod John, but an actual politician. Oh jeez. And his name is John. It's just perfect. 
Okay, so uh, among the news that we had was that Lance Archer got exposed to COVID-19. Lance Archer. Was feeling some and he's not feeling great now. Yeah, so um, so that's why he is not on this show tonight. Uh, and so the turns out the real Judas was whoever exposed Lance Archer to COVID. So um, so so the uh, the 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 six man that we had got a little bit hyped for last week uh, will not happen. Instead, we get something uh, even better. Yeah, I think it's fine to not get the six man uh, in lieu of its replacement, uh, which hell yeah, uh, which we'll get into uh, momentarily. But uh, for now, we go live to Daly's place in Jacksonville, Florida, for AEW Dynamite. Your host, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur, and we start off with introductions of oh god, it's fuckboy Kip Sabian, <laughs> which great because you know he's gonna get hit. And that's we, fine. That's fine for us. And he's accompanied to the ring by one Miro, one Bulgarian bruiser. Yeah, uh, the audacity. A man who loves violence and hates taxes. The the audacity of making him work on Miro Day. How dare they? How it, it, dare they? He's the, looking great. Um, you know, he's been, he was wearing really expensive shirts over himself since he's been back. So we haven't really got a scene, uh, look at his physique. Uh, since the last we saw him, which was, I think he hasn't been on TV in more than six months, right? Even longer, probably. So uh, I wouldn't know. So he, he looks great. The traps are just massive. Uh, he's in fantastic shape. The gear is good. Uh, he's blonde. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm all in on this. I'm happy Miro is here. He's very talented. And uh, his opponents are uh, very fun uh, to start off yeah, in, the, in a the, team we really love here. The, the, the new, new Midnight Express, apparently. <laughs> the new, that, that new, new. Yeah, the new, they new. In fact, that new, Express. new. And they're the new, new Midnight Express, and Steven New can fuck off. That guy sucks. Can we just say that Steven New sucks? I don't even know who that is. Oh, he's one of those those dumb crony guys. Uh, uh Fake podcaster, fake wrestler. I mean, as fake as me as a podcaster, I suppose. But uh, he was—he's t- just a shit talker that I've roasted a few times online. Okay, yeah, I, don't, I, like I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't. I'm not familiar. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I can't remember which network he works. He works for one of those wrestling podcast networks or Jim Cornette or one of those some of that bullshit. Oh well, if it, yeah, well, if he if he's a Cornette crony, then yeah. Um, yeah, we, we more we, like Stephen Pugh because he stinks. Am I right? Oh, oh, hey, oh, <laughs> we're not falling back into the morning zoo routine, are we? We need like, like, the, the, like a kazoo sound. I'm gonna get like a kazoo, a xylophone, um, <laughs> like one of those, like, like a vuvuzela, uh, and like one of those, like, old, like, New Year's Eve noisemaker things. Uh, and just leave them at the desk for every week's podcast. We're not even going to have a soundboard. I'm just going to do it the old-fashioned way. We're like a one-man band <laughs> of just we're gonna do it. Fuck it, we're going to do it live. Do uh, it live! Um, it's not even going to be Bill O'Reilly soundboard. This is going to be my phone with that like YouTube clip played up, and I'll just like play it into the into the microphone like a real professional. So uh, what did you think of the match? It was a wholly serviceable tag team match. I don't think there was really a whole lot to write home about. Uh, I know reaction to it from what I've seen online wasn't very great. Yeah, it, it served seemed, its purpose. It, it was just like a welcomer to get Miro there. Guys who haven't really wrestled each other, whatever. 
It seemed like a bit of a mess, honestly. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of chemistry. Things didn't really get off the ground. Uh, nothing really. Stuff didn't really click. But I do like these wrestlers, and uh, it's fine. I'll give them a pass. It's it's yeah. a match. I, I didn't think there was enough of Kip Sabian getting jacked in the in the mouth, though. Yeah, more Kip Sabian getting beat up always serves for entertainment. So anytime that you're having a rough match, just fall back on that. Just like put him through a table or something. Just just jack him in the mouth. I mean, just even yeah. that, you know. It did seem like Sonny and Joey got a chance to really get all their shit in and like do all the stuff that makes like them a really fun tag team. This was, you know, this was Miro Day, right? Like this was Miro's match. Uh, got Miro over. He did. I don't know what he's going to call his finisher now. I doubt they'll be calling it the accolade, but he did his finisher to Sonny. Sonny taps out. That's your match. Yep. And yeah, that that, that camel clutch or Steiner recliner or whatever you want to call it. WWE, he called it the accolade. So okay. we'll see what he ends up calling it here. I uh, hate to see Sonny take an L, but yeah, say Levy. Yeah, well, yeah, we do hate it. But hey, you know what? Sonny Kiss is getting on TV now. Absolutely. And that's uh, important and something we've been talking about a lot. A lot of fans talk about a lot because we all know that Sonny is money. Uh, the celebrations are interrupted by Eddie Kingston just kind of barging his way through the crowd in- into the ring. And uh, cutting a promo on John Moxley as he will now be facing Mox for the AEW World Title tonight yeah, in lieu of the six man match that got canceled. When he said like he's like I I want to look at the entertainer get out here sports entertainer yeah, the way you sold out oh, was so good man Kingston oh. was firing on all cylinders tonight. He took every single advantage of the opportunity he was given this evening. We'll get. To- to the uh, the match in the main event, of course, but uh, this was a really solid start and a great way to get hype. This was uh, a great promo. I yeah, thought. man, just an absolute like full on blue chew enhanced wrestling boner. I, I was ready to roll. <laughs> I was feeling it. Uh, the juices were flowing. The blood was pumping. Blue chew sponsor us. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you. As far as upgrades go, I mean, we we were pretty hyped for that match with um yeah. you know with, with that match but I, I think we've we we've made this comparison before in that you know it, 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 the the upgrade that we got to mox versus eddie kingston is akin to the the very first blood sport when you know it was matt uh, riddle versus low key and then low key decided to hold everything up for money and and refuse it to 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 work it so they went and got minoru suzuki instead and yeah and <laughs> suddenly coincidentally that was my first time ever seeing minoru suzuki live yeah. so that was uh really big for me man when he came out i was like oh 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 word i mean because I, I was gonna see him like i ended up going to you know WrestleCon super show and other appearances that he was at but just that being surprised by suzuki at my first show of the weekend in new orleans was a big treat what a great day that was yeah that, that, that that's the level of upgrade that this was honestly and you know what and again, absolutely and this is something that aew has done well is you know when when they need to change plans up they fill those gaps in strong and they tend to you know really try to compensate their fans for it when they have to make a change late yeah but i mean it, it i mean it, and again we we were hyped for that match and we, we we may still get it in some form, but and it, yeah, we'll and we'll get to that too. It seems like yeah. they might have teased the the fact that that whole thing's not over. Yeah, um, we then come back and uh, Kenny Omega is back out for commentary for our second match of the Adam Page versus Evil Uno of the Dark Order. Um, 
as much as you complained, and rightly so, of no dark order on this show, uh, on last week's show, they were all over this one. Yeah, absolutely. Which good. And something I, I talked about, like even Anna Jay's presence, like on this, uh, like the ring apron or like on the entrance ramp with dark order gives that whole thing a different dynamic and just a cooler look. And just, you can tell it's something different. All just, that's all like, she's a, she's the X factor. I think she was a missing piece there that we didn't even know was missing until it really was uh, fully fleshed out. And I think adding Ty Conti will only enhance that as well. Hey, on that note, did you watch that uh, that that late night dynamite? Because I completely forgot to say something about it at the top of the show because of everything else that happened today. Jeff, I meant to. I really did, and I told you I was going to. But uh, you see, what had happened was um, I made a bunch of meatballs, a bunch of Swedish meatballs for dinner, and then I ate a whole lot of them, and I got real sleepy. So I did miss that uh, due to Swedish meatballs, but. I would like to see a replay because I heard the Anna J Brandy match was very good. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I was out like a light. Like also heard a lot about Ben Carter. Ben Carter was trending all night because he had a good match on Dark and on this late night thing. Apparently, we've talked a lot of positive stuff about Ben Carter on this podcast. He's a guy that I know AEW can't sign everybody, but it feels like he's a can't miss uh, uh, sign. Like, I feel like you just picked this guy up. He's only been in the business for a year or two. He's super green and already, like, uh, uh, very, very talented. You can really make him as, like, a, a star that you brought up. So I think now is the time to get in on the ground floor with Ben Carter if you're AEW. Uh, yeah, so I, I completely missed the show. I was out like a light by, like, 1030 last night Central Time. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I completely missed the show. Um. That being said, um, I once again I didn't really notice Kenny on commentary. It's like he he was like invisible to me. Yeah, he didn't do a whole lot here. Uh, really, what I, the only time I really noticed him or he was really effective was at the beginning and the end. Yeah, I mean, besides that, it was just kind of there. Uh, and you know, yeah, it, it seems it, like he doesn't have the same kind of presence with his voice when he's on commentary as he does on the mic, like. I don't know that uh, there's, it seems to be a disconnect there, I th think. And I think he's the kind of guy with practice will just get better because he is the kind of guy that gets better at everything. Like he's a good at everything type of, he's like a five tool player, right? Um, so I think more seasoning and he'd be a very effective commentator. I just don't see him as much of a natural to it. Uh, that being said, the match was, you know, it was, it was decent. Yeah. It had some good stuff. Um, you know, hangman page is hangman page. Yeah, I, they really just need to let him break out at this point. I mean, he 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 could be one of those face of the company guys at this point. I mean, yeah, I, and I think I, that's I, probably I, the way that's going to go. But like, you know, I, you I, have so much talent on this roster, you have to, you know, it, pacing is important. Yeah, I mean, a, a year ago we could not have said that. I think at this point we can. Yeah, I you know I've always known it was there, and I've I've never abandoned the Adam Page hype train. I'll be real; like I know some people were like, "Well, I'm not sure." I've always been sure that this guy could be this with the right opportunity. It's just awesome to see him getting it and to see him comfortable with the character and the fans really eating it up. I thought Evaluno gave him a strong match, and yeah, I think moving him up the card uh, match to match is the right way to do this. And it kind of keeps Kenny in his proximity because, again, that singles match is money when you pay it off, right? Like, you don't need a title for that. You just need them to go one-on-one -on -one at a pay-per-view, and it's going to, you know, sell tickets. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think you're, I, I, you might be right there. So, uh, anyway, Adam Page gets the win over Evil Uno with uh, the Buckshot Larry. And then uh, we go backstage. And Tony Schiavone tries to uh, talk to the Young Bucks. And only Matt comes out. And, uh, you know, at first he, he, Matt tries to scare him. But then, uh, you know, Matt tries to play it cool until he takes Tony's phone and smashes it against, against the wall. Just straight up pulling a Conor McGregor on that phone. Yeah, Conor McGregor, of course, is a complete dick. And, yeah, well, I mean, and, I was I was just happy that you know he pulled the Conor McGregor on the phone, but he didn't like pull his dick out or sexually assault anybody or like punch out a fan sitting at the bar next to Adam Page or throw a barricade through a bus. So you know, at least he only pulled like a small a small Conor. It was yeah. a little Conor. Well, I mean, maybe maybe they're they're going incrementally, you know. In, um, yeah, Conor incrementalism. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll come out with their I mean, own. They already have assaulted a staff member, and now they did the, you know the phone smashing. Yeah. And I've already you know talked on this podcast about what I think the young bucks do with their dicks backstage. So I don't really need to reiterate that. They're just going to stand no, there and stare really, at them anyway. No, so no you really might as don't. well just put it on camera. <laughs> you really don't. But uh, I mean, eventually they'll come out with their own. Uh, Which you know, own... again, is why Nick didn't come out. Right. Well, eventually they'll have, you know, uh, logic says that they'll eventually have to come up with their own uh, brand of uh, communion wine. Um, (laughs) 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 Woo! Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I teed that one up, didn't I? We then go to our uh, our third match of the evening, Brody Lee versus Orange Cassidy for the TNT Championship. Um, my God, <laughs> if you yeah. if you would have told me a year ago, even you know what, if you would have told me six months ago that this match would have been hot fire, I would have been like, yeah, bullshit. I don't know, man. I would have been like, yeah, I'm in for it. I mean, Sign I would have been. <laughs> I mean, I would have been cool with it. I mean, yeah, I think this might be pretty good. I. Never would have thought it would have been as hot fire as it was six months ago, but yeah, this was uh, this was this was fantastic. Yeah, and it was what maybe twelve minutes or so, I yeah. would guess, something so, like so, that. So, 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 so Orange Cassidy outlasted Cody Rhodes by going by AEW by quite a bit. Gotten quite, We even got a picture in picture during this one, in during which Brody. He hit Cassidy with one of the biggest fucking boots of the night, and it was muted in the little corner of the screen. It was such a tragedy because yeah. he just took his fucking head off. Yeah. yeah, this match was very hard hitting. It was effective. Cassidy took himself an ass whooping, got a little bit of his stuff in, uh, came close, had a couple of those big DDTs towards the end, gave you that thought that maybe we can shock the even, world tonight. Even hit the air raid crash. Yes, he did. Um, and, and Brody did a really good job selling it until he made that big last push. Uh, Stu Grayson comes in, right? Was that Stu Grayson? No, that uh, was no, that was John uh, Silver. John Silver. That, was yeah, John Silver? I, yeah, I have a note about him because uh, Brody Lee was like abusing John Silver the whole fucking match. He's been abusing John Silver for like a minute because John Silver did that like uh, he grabbed that mic during the lawnmower celebration. Oh yeah, like, yeah, Mister Brody, you're the best, sir. I love you so much. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yes, yeah, so he's been mad at him ever since then, which I get it. And, he and, and, and did you notice that Colt Cabana was not out for this one? He was out for you know, Evil Uno's match, but not for yeah, this. Yeah, this, the Colt usage is very intriguing, I think. Uh, it's, uh, you know, this is something that they've done well at Dark Order. We've talked about before, subverting fan expectations. And even their Colt Cabana usage is not what I've expected to 
date. And I like that. I like that this like, you know, bad guy, weird tag team actually they don't just do tropes and they don't just like hit check all the boxes for like spooky tag team and whatever. They truly are like unpredictable. Yeah. In ways that I like you don't think of for a wrestling show. And by the way, the the Orange Cassidy putting the the the, the aviators onto Anna J was <laughs> that oh, was, was nice. So cool. That was it nice. was so cool. Anna had a really good reaction. That whole thing, uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, big fan of all of it. We all know uh, how cool I think Anna J already is. So for her to be confirmed cool by Orange Cassidy is the kind of validation that I love to see. Um, so the the uh, Brody Lee. Gets the win, retain with a finally hits a, a discus punch, and uh, you know uh, goes to uh, yeah. Let's try that again. Um, retains the TNT championship, but then we get the lights out. With, and who uh, is it? Who is it, it, Jeff? Oh my God! It's uh, fucking Cody Rhodes. Jesus Christ! Well, of course it's Cody Rhodes. The prodigal son has returned with uh, hair dye done in the same vein as I would have done. Uh, in you know 2005, so that was, right. was really nice to see. Um, it, it, but you it, know, it, say what you want about Cody Rhodes. Here's one thing I will say about Cody Rhodes. That's just an objective fact. The man is impeccably dressed. Looks great. The tie was great. The socks were great. The shoes, fantastic. Uh, just a really sharp dressed dude. Yeah. Uh, let, 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 let's counterbalance this with a. That the, the hair job looks like. Um, did you ever see Godzilla Final Wars? No. Well, one of the aliens had hair like that in, okay. in that movie, and uh, he and someone know, the, uh, posted a picture of that guy from Lazy Town, uh, and said they looked like that. <laughs> that. Hey, he's dead now. The, yeah, the act, yeah. The rest act, in peace. The actor's dead. Ma- or maybe like uh, Toby Huss as Artie, the strongest man in the world, from Pete and Pete. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But Ray yeah, um, right there. yeah. Well, the, the 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 aliens in Godzilla: Final Wars looked like they could have opened for Lincoln Park on uh, in, huh. a, 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 during that time. That, that oh, movie so was. And, so you're, you're saying that they're cool? Um, no. So you're saying that they're cool and they rock? Uh, no. Um, but that movie was from 2004. That movie, in case none of y'all didn't know, that movie also features uh, Don Fry and Masakatsu Funaki in it. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a deep cut. Fucking Don Fry, man. I Don Fry is like a, a, a guilty pleasure for me. I just can't get enough of Don Fry content. Oh, my God. I and, love and, that. I mean, and, and, and he speaks English the whole movie and barely gets his lines out. But you know what? He barely <laughs> speaks English in his own promos. <laughs> that much is true, too. Um, so, Don Fry, communism is bad. Beat guys up. <laughs> Yeah, Godzilla Final Wars. Seek it out. Um, what a mustache! Just, but uh, that, so this much. actually tangentially ties into the next thing I'm going to bitch about is this goddamn T-shirt that Cody now has out for only 24 <laughs> hours, um, where it looks like the the so, old. So let's talk about the T-shirt. It's the yeah. death of Superman logo yeah, from, even, the, from, the, called, from 1993. It's called death of Cody. They're yes. even calling it the death of. Cody shirt. You know, he's such a dork, and I, it's, I just find it so endearing. He's adorable. Bless his heart. He just can't help himself. This is just who he is. It's who he has to be. <laughs> Bless uh, his adorable little heart. It, like, it's, it's just like, it, it's seriously like, because, like, really, he's like a, 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 a kid who was born into wrestling, born into wrestling royalty, uh, son of a legend, can't, 
came up under this whole thing his whole life, and then he gets to become the wrestler he always wanted to be and was destined to be, and he just still acts like a teenager uh, putting himself over in these ways, and I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, I can't help it. I love Cody, man. I'm a Cody fan. Well, that makes one of us. I know, but I, I don't feel I don't feel sorry about okay. it. I okay. just love Cody. I can't help it. He's just I just want to go. Oh, who's a good little guy? Is that a little T-shirt you got there? We're gonna hang that T-shirt on the fridge, buddy. Great job. <laughs> You're doing so good, bud. Hell yeah, Cody. Yeah, He'll be like, so, yeah, I'm doing so good. I'll be like, high five, man. Ha <laughs> ha. You got this. So we're, we're we're glad for his fan art that he gets to put on T-shirts yes, now. He gets it to is. do fan art and uh, and get them sold by wrestling uh, trainers. And, uh, you know, have a great time. So when we come back from commercial, uh, Brody Lee just barges in and cuts a blistering promo. Yeah, dude. And we talked about the last time Brody was this intense was uh, that big blow up he had after he won the belt. And this kind of had that same energy. Yeah, this is when he's at its best uh, in, during this AEW run, for sure. And, and he, 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 he's carrying a dog collar that he says he's going to put around Cody's neck to oh. cover up that abominable tattoo. <laughs> Thank Remember you. that wrestling boner I was talking about earlier? Well, <laughs> it turns out that you probably could have wrapped those dog chains right around that whole thing. Um, we're getting a dog collar match, folks. <laughs> Coming yes, soon. Yes, we are. Uh, I was. Uh, what, what are, you, are you a dog collar match guy? Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen some good ones. I remember one that was a, allegedly a lost one, but it was found of Roddy Piper and Greg Valentine. Ooh. And... Uh, yeah, um, which That's you know, my, it, 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 in the middle of a pandemic, we're gonna get a point six Muda scale blade job. Oh yeah, you know Cody is soon. bleeding in this one. When, when, when it happens, and I'm I am super here for it. Let's do it. It's fine. They all get their COVID tests. Uh, uh, you know, as long as Lance Archer isn't there, uh, go right ahead. Yeah. So. Moving on, we get we 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 go from the, the such such yeah I can't talk tonight such storied highs to um this thing. Uh, Matt Hardy comes out with a private party and I got to shit on Matt Hardy right away because the promo was awful and he, 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 he even it. stumbled his lines. And Dude, I mean, we just talked about it. he took a massive blow to the head a couple weeks ago. He probably shouldn't I mean, even be there. He should true. be at home with his children. Well, I mean that much is true, but. But here we are. Here he is. The one thing I'll say is that, uh, especially during private parties, time on the mic, this was the exact type of promo. Like it was written and performed in a way that would be much better served with a full crowd in front of it. Uh, just the beats it hit, the the way it was kind of presented was just made for a full crowd. Is what it felt like to me, and the lack of like reactions uh, that it could have gotten if with just simply with a larger crowd uh, did really hurt it. I think Private Party has some work to do, but I, I think when the bell rings, they're fantastic. So they they got time for that. Hardy is supposed to be the guy to bring them along, and then all this stuff happens. So I think they're kind of making the best of it, man. Yeah, it just, I, I, we don't need to see it on TV. I mean, I'm fine with private party. I know that they're not great on the stick, but I mean, but at least not yet. They, they clearly are working on it. So um, they'll, they'll get the time. And when they get matches, and I, I Isaiah Cassidy and Chris Jericho, again, this is something we've talked about with Chris Jericho, putting over these type of guys in matches, really awesome stuff. Uh, that being said, when Jericho 
does come out with the inner circle, including the return of Sammy Guevara, who didn't really do much anyway. Um, the, the, the big note that I have is, you know, see the happiness in my eyes. Uh, yes, Chris, we see all of the happiness in your extremely fucking red eyes. <laughs> well, he's very happy. If, if I got to drink at work that much, I'd be very happy too. <laughs> oh my Lord. As I, as I record this podcast, uh, while drinking a White Claw. Oh my Lord. Yeah. I'm going to get, it, one day I'm going to get Jericho drunk for the podcast and we'll just see how it goes. Oh no. <laughs> You're incorrigible half the time as it is. I know. Wait till I'm, I'm incorrigible all the time. It's what the people tune in for. Oh, boy. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really, you know, all this being said, I'm really not looking for the inevitable Jericho versus Matt Hardy blow off. I really yeah, am not looking forward to Yeah, but I'm sure they'll, it. you know what, the one thing I, I say that I'll trust with these guys is that they'll find like a stipulation or a gimmick or match type that will make it interesting. I'm sure it'll be some sort of cage or some sort of cinematic type thing or something different. I trust their creativity enough to give us something interesting. Well, uh, I, I guess we'll have to see. On, I don't. It's that. not going to be. The, it's, it won't be your. It won't be your. You know, chain mat wrestling classic. It won't be no five star brother. It won't be any Tokyo Dome special. But I think it'll be creative because these are two of the most creative guys of their generation. Okay. So well, I trust I mean, them to put on something. Like okay, that, the, the, the the stadium stampede wasn't that either, and it was entertaining. Exactly. You know. So that's why I think this will be just fine. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see. Uh, next up, another promo with Tony Schiavone uh, with Tully Blanchard and FTR, where they're talking about changing the rules to, what, make it a 20-minute match now for, for a they title They want to do match? it, I think, 20-minute challenge. Yeah. Right. So like you something. have to last if they don't last 20 minutes, they lose either way I, yeah. is kind of the deal. Yeah. The, yeah. It just didn't seem to make sense. I'm like, well, yeah, no shit. If if they if they lose, you win. Oh, really? Wow. Is that how that works? They have dude? they have to win and it has to be longer than 20 minutes. So both things. Yeah. Hmm. OK, well, maybe that maybe that's what that is. Um. They claim they they say that next week um, they will face the challenge of SCU, but then they kind of tease a match with best friends because you know everybody's in their working gear, and then uh, weasel out of it. Which this is why FTR really is like regarded as the best because they do this stuff not just in like a generic way that like you do it like they mean it they feel it. They embody these characters of like the top heels, like in, in a very classic way that I think is so good and so interesting. Like that you really started to believe, oh, they're gonna have this match. And then they pull that wool out from you and they're like, oh, well, why am I surprised? Of course they're not gonna do this match. And yeah. just I don't know, the emotions that it invokes, I think it's just very old school wrestling to me. It, yeah, like it, and I know it's cliche to like keep comparing these guys to like the old school or whatever, but they really are, and it's awesome. You know, the one thing it put me in the mind of was, uh, you know, when 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 Cash said that, you know, we we can't do this tonight. I remember when Diamond Dallas Page finally won the WCW title, and then he 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 did this very subtle heel turn where he kept saying from challengers, "I can't do it tonight because yada yada," and then you know he went full heel. 
Yeah, and that stuff's that. great. And like, and and the, and their reasoning was really good too. They're like, "Oh, we can't do it tonight because you guys aren't a hundred percent. It just wouldn't be fair to you or the fans." Yeah, yeah, the, we the, couldn't the, the do that they, to you guys. Yeah, the, the way they weaseled out of it. Fantastic, uh, really great stuff. Our fourth match of the evening is actually one I was actually pretty well looking forward to: uh, Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa versus Ivelisse and Diamante. Mm. Um, after we recorded, I was getting a lot of uh, reports about uh, Ivelisse, and uh, apparently she kind of potatoed Thunder Rosa. Yes, a few this is times. something that was going around the the wrestle sphere uh, since last Wednesday. So if you read those dirt sheets or got some Patreon subscriptions to some inside info, you would have heard that Ivelisse may have taken some liberties with Thunder Rosa and the match broke down a little bit. So I was intrigued to see how this would go with them working uh, together again this week. And plus, it's also been making the rounds again that Ivelisse uh, still associates with one uh, Chase and Rance, which, uh, yeah. Uh, big yikes from me. Yeah. Not good. You know, man, I've you know, i I've done my best to, like, be, in, like, impartially defend Ivelisse on her merits as best I can here, but she really makes it difficult to do so. She's just an asshole, huh? Uh, yeah, it turns out it, it, it appears that evil East might just be an asshole and like, you know, a lot of wrestlers are assholes. So she's probably she's not that much different from the other slew of talent that goes to Team Vision Dojo or whatever. Uh, she is good at her job, and that's about the most I can say for her. Um, just reminding all wrestlers who may or may not be listening to this podcast, uh, you can get Better rings and better weed anywhere else in Florida. Listen, just because I'm having trouble getting weed doesn't mean you will. All right? I'm, like, hundreds of miles north of you. Just I'm. It's Florida. Like, you can get a bag. Listen, I got friends in Florida. If you're a wrestler and you're listening, you need some weed, call me. I'll do my best to, like, find someone for you. Just don't go to Team Vision Dojo. Yeah. And that ring, I, I remember being at uh, – the CEO show, the CEO New Japan show with that Team Vision Dojo ring, and that thing was the most rickety ass ring I have ever. Oh God! Seen Why does show. everyone? Oh, well, yeah, I'm not gonna ask that question because we know. What? <sighs> no, no, what? Just what? Why? Just why do people even bother with this guy? But you know, we there's all kinds of answers to that that are whatever. Fuck that guy. Let's talk about it, AEW. Uh, what did you think of the match? Um. I really liked it. So it's upsetting to me that every single week there's one women's match on the card. Every single week it's the best match on the card. And I want to know who's paying attention to this or when it's going to start mattering. Because the women's division here is clearly improved over what it was months before. The talent involved are clearly firing on all cylinders. The women's matches that are presented to us have been some of the best product that they've put out, yet we still get one fucking match a week. And and barely at that. And and this match was fantastic for the the time it had. It was really good. It was well done all around. Uh, Thunder Rosa is a star. This again, Thunder Rosa shined in, in a ring of of four really big talents. Thunder Rosa was the breakout star again. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a no brainer to make sure she stays on board, a NWA Women's Belt or not. But we need more uh, women's matches featured on this show. It just has to happen. 
No, I, I, I would definitely agree with that. Um, the one co real complaint I'm going to have about the match is the result, actually, because I, I think, I think maybe Diamante should have gotten a, a win over one of those, one of the other two to set up a future title match, because that's, you know, logic would say that's, you know, where this feud will be heading down, you know? You'd think so, but it just appears that, that they want to feature Ivelisse right now. Right. It just seems like what they want to do. And again, I get why she's a can't miss talent when, you know, after the bell rings. But uh, we need more women's stuff going on. There was no Nyla Rose this week. Uh, Nyla Rose should be on the show every week. Uh, th there's a lot of talent out there that we could be taking advantage of that we're not. And we need more of it. It just, you got to do it. I mean, the Anna J. Brandy thing was very heavily talked about last night. Again, more proof that uh, your women's talent really delivers on this show. Give us more of it. Right. Well, the other thing is that, you know, after the, you know, the, 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 the to do of Diamante and Eva Lee winning that, that women's tag tournament, I mean, why do you job them out to a makeshift team? You know, I don't know if I'd call this jobbing out though. Right. Let's, let's be fair and say that this wasn't, you know, this was a very strong match from everybody. And, you know, it's not like they got squashed in a few minutes. They lost a hard fought match. This match should have had more time because these women could have more time. Everyone, you know, all the women on this roster deserve more time. I, I agree but, with you know, that. This match is a microcosm of that. We go backstage and Chris Jericho is uh, cutting a promo against Matt Hardy and, 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 and Isaiah Kennedy. And then uh, MJF just kind of shows up. Man, they have chemistry, though. They really, it's undeniable. They, 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 they do. They vibe I, I, really well together. Their promos. I mean, Jericho is obviously writing these promos, but they're very well written. Yeah, and they 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 blast back at each other for calling one another losers last week. Yeah, although. I mean, start yeah, it started out nice, and they do like the back and forth, and then they do the same time thing, and yeah, it's just uh uh you know it's it's got a little comedy, it's got a little intensity, it's wrestling all around. Uh, there's a big future with these two guys. Yeah, well, you know, the, those this is gonna develop into something. Yeah, and Jericho's the right guy to pass this torch to MJF when the time comes. This is only going to serve MJF uh, in the future. And, the, you know, and I'm glad they're playing it slow, and I'm glad we're only getting it in bits and pieces and we're going to get a slow build to this because I think it's going to do wonders for MJF when the time really comes. Because at the end of the day, Jericho is going to take that pin. Our final match of the evening is uh, the makeshift and now the, the the makeshift upgrade match, uh, John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston for the AEW World Title. Um, I just have uh, some notes here about how Excalibur name dropped both Toshiaki Kawada and Kenta Kobashi, and how pissy Jim Ross got about it. it well, Jim was you know he was doing his classic JR sarcasm. Where everybody knows that. Yeah, you know what, Jim, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> But yeah, Jim does have a weird disdain for for Japanese wrestling, despite being a commentator for NJPW. I, I think maybe that's exactly. I think you just answered your own question. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, 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 I don't think uh, maybe maybe there was some drama and why they got dropped by Access. Mm. Um, I, I'm sure it wouldn't have anything to do with. Oh, I don't know. Um, Josh Barnett shooting on Jay White <laughs> during during a live. Yeah, event. that that whole thing was a was a big mess. It kind of was. I mean, it, it it added to the mystique of the match. It certainly did. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it did make that whole thing more 
entertaining. And if, if anything, the biggest winner of that entire exchange was Jay White. Oh yeah, totally. In, in my estimation, like it made it, that put Jay White over. Oh yeah, it did. But anyway, uh, point is, uh, this match fucking slapped. Like, oh, like literally, there was a lot of slapping. literally and figuratively. Yeah, like they they actually chopped the absolute piss out of each other, which is what we want from two guys that are, you know, feeling their their all Japan oats uh, right there. Yeah, kind of what we yeah, wanted. absolutely. So, yeah, though, there were that there were those vibes. Uh, this match was hard hitting for the time it got. Uh, once again, you know, we talked about this earlier in the podcast, but Eddie Kingston maximizing his opportunities tonight started with a really great promo led into this absolute banger of a match, uh, uh, you know, about 13, 14 minutes and, uh, they made the most out of it. There were some just big, big strikes, a lot of back and forth, um, some close kickouts, a really good rope break from Eddie where he just like pressed the bottom of his yeah. foot up against the rope just as close as it can possibly get with his toe just barely sticking over that rope. Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, it was in a really effective match. It was hard hitting. But of course, uh, our boy Eddie Kingston was not going to shock the world tonight despite how bad we wanted it. And I'll say this. I'll say this. I've talked about the night before Thanksgiving on AEW Dynamite and how I believe that Scorpio Sky should have won the title that night from Chris Jericho. I feel the exact same way about this match as I did that one. I think shocking the world with a Kingston title win tonight, just totally unexpected, would have been an absolutely balls-out, sweet, cool, pimp move, and they should have done it. You know, I think they they had already had a, a shock the world moment uh lined up with uh, Brody Lee and Orange Cassidy, honestly. Um, oh. At least they teased it, but, you know. They, they, Interesting. They, so you think that they probably switched the finish up because of the chi- the title match change? Possibly, yeah. Interesting possibly. theory. Uh, okay, I can see a way of that. That's very feasible, though. That's not out of the realm of possibility. I think that's definitely something that's, that could have happened. But, yeah, I feel like now that you had this opportunity to do this thing, you know, Eddie can only keep it till the next pay-per-view or for a month or whatever the case may be. He can get it back or he can drop it to Archer or whatever. But having him win the belt and shocking the world on a random Wednesday night when, you know, you had people tuning in from after NBA, like people that watched after NBA last night that decided to watch the whole show tonight and see, I wonder what this is all about and see this Eddie Kingston win the title, I think would have been a, a really cool move. Uh, and ratings wise. Yeah, it, it, it would have been cool. I don't. You know, it, it would have been cool. We would have loved it, and we love, we all love Eddie Kingston. I just don't know if it would have been how on the cards it was. I, I, I just don't, I just don't know how on fair. the cards it was, especially since it was thrown together. At the totally la- at the fair. Last I just, minute, uh, so. I just love, I just love that, my shock the world moments, and I want Eddie Kingston to have every belt. Well, I, I, so. I think, well, this one certainly puts him in the conversation because, I mean, after this display, I mean, how do you keep him off TV now? You, know? you don't. The thing is, you don't keep him off TV. You put him on TV. Yeah. And because... I think, you know, and they and they brought the they, they brought the stable out. So after this match was over, uh, you know, the the Penta and Phoenix came out and Will Hobbs and a bunch of folks. There was a whole a big it, dust up. It was a big. There was a, there was, yeah, there was there was a big uh, scrum. There was a big hullabaloo and uh, a, a lot of stuff went down. So, I, you know, there's still uh, a you know, potential for the six man thing to happen. And there's still seeds planted for Kingston and the Lucha bros and butcher and blade. And that, now, you know, uh, that family. Now th- this is my takeaway from that whole 
from that whole uh, the, the 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 big schmazzle, other than the fact that yeah, no, the six man's the big schmazzle. Wow. Yeah, the the six man probably is going to move to some combination of Ricky Starks and the and the Lucha Bros now because of circumstances. Right. Um, but I, I just this is my message, my message directly to to the elite, you know, to 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 the matchmakers, to to Cody Rhodes and and the Young Bucks, which is you cowards denied me. Penta versus Kazuchika Okada at All In. Give me <laughs> Penta versus John Moxley. You sons of bitches. I feel like that's inevitable, right? Like a Lucha brother is fighting for a title at some point. There's no way you. I mean, it's great that they're doing tag team stuff, and you know what? The Lucha brothers getting the tag team belts is something you're going to need to do as well. So you got to take your time with this because yeah. those guys got to be tag team champions. You got to do it. You absolute fucking cowards denied me that match. And and to be fair, Kenny Omega versus Pentagon was I pretty fucking. It was Penta. pretty good. It was. Pretty I think good. I like that match even better than most people do. That was like that one really hit me like oh, in the I, feels. I, like it, that affected me a lot when I watched it live. Like I really that one I was super super tuned in for. Oh, I I loved it because it 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 was great because Penta showed no respect to to Kenny in the ring whatsoever. And right, it, and, and, it, and it made it, it work. Worked. You know, yeah, it worked in a way, yeah, that I didn't expect, and that really, I you know, not to be like too much of a dork about this shit, but like that was just really art to me. That match, you know, that like like if when you call wrestling art, I think about matches like that. So, so fair that match rocked, but you had Kazuchika Okada versus Penta Saramedo sitting right there, and they chose not to take it. Oh no, they so. absolutely did, and I and and I feel you, but you know, I think Kenny showed up in in a way that I'm very very happy with. But yeah, I mean, how do you make that better? You make it Okada. That's right. And they, and and they miss out on that. Just like and, pretty much, how do you make any match better? You put Okada in it. Well, well, I don't know. We we, we I was reminded that uh, Okada's match with Jericho really kind of sucked. Actually, uh, it didn't really get off the ground. It wasn't the greatest, but I, you know, I don't think it was bad. And it was, and it was. All, I think the and standards it was all... that get attached to those matches because of Jericho, Kenny, and because of Okada, Kenny. And Okada, Naito, and, and like a lot of just the the things that were happening around all these guys' runs, I think the expectations attached to it were just never going to be met, right? Well, okay, I mean, the, the 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 Jericho Okada match was really just all lead-ins to 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 the Bakahashi promo, right? Afterwards, you know, so we could you know we could set up Tanahashi and Jericho at, at the dome. Yeah, but, you know, you got it's you got to do it. But that being said. Give me Mox versus Penta, please. Just give it to me. Yeah, I'm into please. it. Please, I'm super into it. I don't think we're getting there yet, and I do think that Ricky Starks is completely undeniable as a talent. And you're gonna have to find this guy's way up the card because he's a fucking star, man. He, he, he just is. every time he he's is. on the camera, even if it's for a few seconds, he just chews up scenery, man. He, he's really a, a big deal, I think. Yeah, no, no, no. I I agree. Yeah, Ricky Starks, I think. Yeah, he he's gonna be one of those guys. Blue chipper, brother. And with that, we end episode forty-eight of AEW Dynamite. Um, yeah, the, the my my pros and cons come come down to um the uh ugh, let's try that again. Both title matches and the women's tag match rocked. Uh, Cody Rhodes can kiss my ass. That's that's <laughs> my pros and cons. Cody, Cody was fine. My pros, uh, private parties, tracksuit, 
Um, oh, those were good. Yep. Private party tracksuits, big meaty men slapping meat, Anna J sunglasses, my cons, uh, not enough women's wrestling, uh, sunny kiss, not uh, just like beating everybody down to death, especially Kip Sabian. Um, and yeah, that's probably it. And hey, it was Miro Day, and he he happy on... Miro Day, and a happy Miro Day to you, Jeff. Yeah, he and he worked on Miro Day. What, what what a hero! Happy Miro Day to you. May Allah's light shine upon you, upon Miro, <laughs> and upon um, all of my brothers and sisters. Um, yeah. So that's uh, well, I got uh, Paul. You want to go ahead and plug yourself? I will plug some stuff. You can still follow me on Twitch, and when I get my computer working properly, I promise there will be a reason for you to do so. So follow me at twitch.tv slash thickflare. That's all C's, no case. You can follow me on Twitter at thickflareTTV, and most importantly, you can follow this very podcast on Twitter at BGTDpodcast. That's Boom Goes the Dynamite Initials, BGTDpodcast. We have a new uh, account. I tweet about wrestling from it. Jeff's going to tweet about wrestling from it sometimes, probably, maybe. You'll never know. We don't sign our tweets. Never sign your tweets. Follow us on there, BGTD Podcast for wrestling takes and whatever else. You can send us questions about uh, you know AEW that we will be happy to answer for you here on this podcast. And, you know, whatever else except for unsolicited nudes. It's not cool. Don't do it. Ask me first. I'll probably say yes. Okay, you can find me at StrongStyle, sorry, without the E in style on Twitter, my personal Twitter, at GD Wessel. Um, I don't have any new podcasts to plug. I'm just going to say uh, fuck you to the uh, to the city of Louisville and to uh, the state yeah. of Kentucky. Fuck you. Couldn't even say Brianna Taylor's name in the statement about her murder. Yeah, Motherfuckers. Fuck, fuck that. Uh, no justice. No fucking peace. It, it, yeah, guys, yeah. Gang, shit's getting hectic here. Yeah, and... let's not get ourselves into here. Well, there's one thing I will say uh, positively about my new adopted home state, and that's um, their respect for the Second Amendment is a lot stronger than it is in Illinois, and I will be taking advantage of that uh, shortly. Uh, well, good, good for you. <laughs> I, I personally, you know what, you know, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, (laughs) welcome to gun podcast the podcast where we talk about guns yeah not a fan not not a fan so yeah well you're not in a bullet club either so i'm not surprised no i'm not actually i'm really (laughs) not okay well until then uh there's no preemptions or anything like that no special episodes so we'll be uh right back here next week so uh, until then uh we'll see you next week stay safe loves